0: This is episode 45 of the Rise Up podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. And find out more about our show
1: at familylife.org. They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.
2: Let's do it your way. No, no, no. Let's do it my way. <laughs> so what do we do with Christmas traditions when we blend two families together? What happens then? Uh, Tim, Yeah, you're the newest married right. of, of the three yeah. of us. Did you come into the marriage and talk about that?
0: when we When we first got married, I knew Trinity's family. Like, they are... They are Christmas people. I mean, everybody. I, I can't say everybody loves Christmas. I, I like to think basically everybody really enjoys it. I know not everyone does, but her family, they're like the Christmassiest of Christmas people. The Christmas <laughs> music it starts early. There's a tree up at the home all year round. It's not always a Christmas tree, but it's always there. And then around Christmas time it starts. So it's uh-huh. it was like this thing, knowing all right, going into making a new family out of two families. It, I, basically, basically I I, I that ground and said, Hey, I, I I get we're gonna kinda go with your family's Christmas stuff here. And that was nothing to miss and to lose. We have other family our other holidays that are more kind of the one where we do them my family's way, the way we grew up doing them. But it's been really special to be part of my wife's Christmas celebration, and to kind of be folded into all of the beautiful pandemonium that Christmas means at her family's home. um and, and part of it, also a special little little kind of added bonus mm-hmm. is uh, my brother married my wife, Trinity's sister. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah, that's that's
2: really interesting. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so it's so we get to I get to see some of my family when Mm. I'm together with her family on Christmas Day. So Mm. it's a, a special little mix of both. Is. That's kind of neat. Therese, uh, did you have traditions coming in? And uh, I will never
3: forget my first Christmas with my husband's family. It came time for the presents, you know, and I know different people have different ways of doing this. We hadn't really talked about it. Uh, my family was very much like you hand out all the gifts and then it usually started with the oldest person in the room would open and then you'd go like around and then to the youngest and then the ne- they would open the next gift and it took a very long time mm-hmm. to Open mm-hmm. presents Scott's family at the very first Christmas started out the same way everybody's presents were distributed to them and so I've got my little pile of gifts and I'm like about to be part of this gift opening and then it was like
0: <laughs> and I was like
3: what just happened like everybody's presents were open and oh. I had just I had just opened my very first gift and I still had and I was like what? that's how they were the open it all at once people. And I was like, and I love giving gifts. I don't love getting gifts as much as I love giving them. So it was really hard for me because I was like, I wanted to see what you thought of that. Or I wanted to tell you why I I bought you that. Or, and it was like, and so um we didn't really argue it or discuss it. I mean, I did say, wow, like that's not how we did it in my family. I didn't see that coming. I wasn't expecting that. And I kind of opened my stuff. And, but then now, our family does it very slowly and when Scott's family is a part of our family thing we do it very slowly and I think they enjoy it more um than the whole like explosion of wrapping paper I'm <laughs> um, not that one way is better than another and however your family does it is fine but it was just like I was not at all prepared then I believe this is something that we started For our family was the pickle ornament because we both have German heritage in our families. And so the idea of this pickle ornament, if you've ever seen one, it's a glass pickle that gets hidden on the tree on Christmas Eve. And then for our family, like we have a box that has a gift in it. And whichever kid finds the pickle first on Christmas morning they get the gift that's in the box. Hmm. And so like now that my kids are older, it's usually like a coffee gift card because they both would love that. And I used to say something like, oh, remember the pickle, but now I don't even have to. Like they'll Hmm. come out on Christmas morning and it's like this thing (laughs) to find the pickle ornament. And so, you know, here I was thinking it was this, you know, big German thing. And then I I read a while back, I was looking at like how this thing started, like who puts – A fermented vegetable on their tree. Like, what's the history of that? And I found that they went to Germany and they asked and no actual person in Germany has ever Heard of this thing. It's just a weird thing, I guess, that Americans do. And so, but then my family enjoys pickles. And so I feel like that is a a great testament to our love for cucumbers and vinegar. And so we've just (laughs) left it, you know, (laughs) but there's my daughters are like, how do you explain this? Like to your future husband someday? Like, Mm -hmm. and I I don't know. You just have to say it's a weird thing that we do, but anyway,
2: is that all you're going to say about the pickle uh, thing every year?
3: Come on. You got to say. I mean, it is a—it's a a pretty big deal. Thank you. All right, here we go. (laughs) We got that one in. My,
2: yeah, it's something that the family, you know, begins to relish every year. Uh
3: (laughs) I had to get something Mm. in there. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, After all, it's the Rise Up uh, podcast. (laughs) Uh, Our tradition. Audrey came in, and I'm going to go a couple different ways here. One, her family, uh, when they were growing up, on Christmas evening, after all the festivities of the day, they would sit down to a huge. Christmas meal, pretty much like a Thanksgiving meal, but uh, the same type thing, maybe different foods, but a huge family formal dinner. Uh, We never exactly did that. And so our family's never done that. Mm. Uh, I guess we went Steve's way instead of uh, Audrey's way on that. We don't have that. But I was curious as to what the kids uh, think. So, you know, this wasn't many years ago. Our kids are in their late 20s, early 30s. And so I said, so what do you remember about our, you know, you know. Christmas traditions, because I was wondering if they missed something like the big dinner kind of thing. And they go, well, no, we we wake up and, you know, we have the we have our uh, mom's cinnamon rolls and, a, and an egg dish. And that's mm-hmm. what we that's what they remember. But they remember something else, which I started. And I'm so glad this was the number one thing that they said they remember about their Christmas tradition. And I'm so glad I started this years and years and years ago, probably when the kids were about, I want to say, like 9 or 10 years old, Um, and I've done it every year since then, is I write them a Christmas letter. Uh, Basically, it's a page or two. It's like the
3: sweetest dad thing ever. And I
2: write one to my wife as well. And basically, it has become a, a recap of the year. Like you go over the year and the things that they've accomplished and the thing, you know, whatever. But it's just thoughts from my heart about that person particularly. And I do that. And what's cool about that is that I know Laura, for instance, our daughter, who she has kept them every year. And she goes, I. Oh, and it's the very, 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 very last gift. That we open. I always, you know, put it up in an an envelope on the tree.
3: It's going to make me cry. Yeah.
2: And it's just kind of neat. They look forward to that. It's like, okay, it's time to open the letters. And it's a quiet time where they each individually, Laura, Will, and Audrey, sit and read their letters as I just sit there and watch their reactions as they read their Christmas letters every year. So I'm glad I started that years ago, um, because it's what they think. It's the very first thing that they think of what their Christmas is in our house. So, But there is one thing I wish I had continued, and we only did this on early on. And why don't we do this every year? What's it's fun. a great idea. We went into Lars' crib, and she was old enough to sing, and we had a little birthday cake, and we sang... Oh, happy birthday to, to you. you and we sang oh, it to Jesus huh? yeah. yes. and it's like what a great because that's the, that's the meaning of the day right? and I think now it's like why don't I still do that I need mm. to do that and so there's nothing wrong with starting a tradition all over again hey and,
3: any tradition that involves cake is exactly. <laughs> like
1: an
2: excellent it. idea and all about Jesus so yeah. Merry Christmas to your family whatever your tradition is that's right
1: Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.
3: Oh, you see it. It is the perfect fur. It is the perfect height. It has the right number of branches, and Mm. they look good. And then you flip over the price tag, and you're like, Christmas trees are expensive. Yeah. Really, really expensive. So when you get one, you want it to last as long as possible. Like we want to be rocking this thing until like at least March 4th, right? <laughs> um, and yeah. so, so one of the big tips is that if you see the needles falling at the tree lot, they're probably going to fall in your living room. So yeah. that tree's probably not the greatest. So if the needles are intact, you get it home, get it in water ASAP. I've never heard of this tip, though. It's kind of like you might do with your house plants, just the little spritz. The plants oh, is like. Okay, that's enough spritzing. Oh, um, it's, okay. The tree is like this, you know, kind of still alive thing, uh-huh. and it would normally take in, like, rain from the air, like, through the needles. And so just a spritz, not near not not no. near the antique ornaments. Come on with the spritzing already. But it's supposed to help it stay fresh. No, it does work. I do the same thing with my hair.
2: Look yeah. at this. Your Look at this. hair. Look at this. Wow. Look at that. You're going to get it on the microphone. You're just dropping you needles
3: everywhere. <laughs> (laughs) So, so true. don't know how to tell you.
1: Facing a whole new day is a lot easier when you remember that God is in charge. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life.
0: Therese, you were just sharing about how a little spritz of hydration can keep that tree alive at Christmas time. I thought that was interesting because I just learned recently that sound, well, it can kill a tree. Uh, Wait, what? Well, okay, so a little bit of explanation needed. It can not tell... this sound, right? No, no, not that one. No, no, no. <laughs> How about no. this one. <laughs> uh, it depends. I can... well, we'll leave There's that up for now. Sounds. There's lots of sounds uh, <laughs> Sort of like that. It's an al- only if it's an aluminum tree. Let me explain. Uh, oh, what I... Here, here's here's okay. the sound in All 1965 right. that led to the early death. They think of the aluminum Christmas tree. Okay.
1: This really brings Christmas close to a person fantastic.
0: It was a booming industry huh. before Charlie Brown and huh. Linus came along. No. Yes, the aluminum tree was actually pretty popular. Apparently uh, I can't speak from experience there, but apparently it was after the Christmas special wow. that the aluminum tree all of a sudden kinda came to stand for like everything that was wrong with an overly commercialized Christmas. So mm. Lucy's oh. dream of getting that big Big, giant, pink, aluminum Christmas tree kind of came crashing down with that Mm -hmm. ringing oil drum reminiscent sound that Linus made. And, of course, we all, I mean, Charlie, what did he do for us that Christmas? Maybe brought down a famous decoration, but also gave us a pretty resounding reminder of what the season is really all about.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. To quote the teacher Mm -hmm. uh, in that movie, (laughs)
1: Wah, 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 That's very well said. We hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life.
2: Two of my favorite words, back-to-back. I love this. Back-to-back? Does ba- Na- he- oh, well, that's no, two. Not no, your favorite, no, sorry. No, two, here's, two words. Bacon and eggs. No, that's not true. Uh, these oh. two words, hilariously uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> I love <laughs> that combination of
2: words. Oh, weird. Hilariously uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a survey... Survey says, and you can go around in your head and okay. figure out what this is, and we'll have a little chat about it now. They asked people what's the most hilariously uncomfortable situation uh, during holiday seasons oh. which we are now upon and wow. that could encompass all kinds of things you know it you know what does ever does anything come to mind with like what oh. would be a hilariously oh. well, uncomfortable during the holiday season?
3: i remember this one year i had taught my daughters to be thankful for every gift that they received so as they opened their gifts they would go oh thank you I love it, and after like the third time, people started to catch on. Especially <laughs> when one of my girls went, "Oh, thank you, I love it. What is it?" <laughs> they wow. had no. no idea what oh. it was. Is that real gratitude? Probably yeah. not, right? Okay. Let's yeah. stop.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's stop right there because right at the top of the list. Oh, mm-hmm. here's the top of the list. You What's ready? It? The most common awkward moment reported when forcing a smile while opening an undesired <laughs> gift. I love
3: it. What what you Thank you.
0: So great. Where did
3: you get it and is there a receipt?
0: <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> so appreciative. Let's
2: practice that awkward smile. Let's
3: go. Let's love it. It's great.
1: We weren't sure how you liked your coffee, so we didn't make any. Hope that's okay. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.
3: Guacamole, potatoes, and chocolates. These are the good ones. Not together, but those three foods are <laughs> the foods that people are most likely to swipe right on when they see them on a dating profile. So if you mention how much you love paying extra for guacamole, that might get you a date. So we're kind of checking in today, finding out what what foods do you think would be the worst, like the least compatible Foods. Heather in Farmersville Station says that it would be oysters. Debbie in Maryland says liverwurst. Heather in Earlville says people who put ranch on everything. <laughs> I don't understand why ranch is so popular. Hi, my name is Joyce. I live in Cogan house, okay. Pennsylvania.
2: A uh, deal breaker as far as food goes.
3: Liver and onion. <laughs>
2: oh, amen, sister. <laughs> amen
3: i not a fan of that. I don't even <sighs> think I've ever had liver and onions. My husband likes liver and onions and collard greens. <sighs> but you're married just... to him and that's, that was not a deal breaker, obviously. Uh, you've... It's, we don't cook it. <laughs> no, <we> don't. <laughs> <laughs> there is a deal breaker. It's never cooked in our house. Okay, so oh, you yeah. have to go out. So if you go out to a restaurant and they have that, that's what he's going to order. That's right. Got it. Well,
2: we honor you and your husband for making it work.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Despite your Bye-bye. food incompatibility.
1: <laughs> Bill from Andover. Raisins. They're just grapes with the life sucked out of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> grapes with the life sucked out have of them. Have you ever had a
3: bad experience? Like you thought it was a cookie that was going to have chocolate chips and then it ended up being raisins?
2: All the time. Oh. It's just That's just wrong.
3: That's like the biggest disappointment of my childhood. Yeah, well, we'll put you on our prayer list.
0: (laughs) Tom Carlson, Panama, New York.
2: All right, Tom, what food does not make the cut in your book?
0: Sardines. Ah, yep, yep. I was going to say, you meet a
3: woman Mm -hmm. who really loves sardines,
0: you're just going to go the other way, right? (laughs) Well, I love sardines, but my wife married me anyhow. Oh, Oh, look at that. Look at that. A virtuous woman who can find. That's what the word says.
1: (laughs) That's good. (laughs) May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life.